Welcome to the video book summary of Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. The tactics, routines, and habits of billionaires, icons, and world-class performers. This book was published in 2016 and weighing in at a whopping 736 pages. Tim has interviewed over 200 world-class performers on his podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show, which has hit 100 million downloads. He has taken the tools and tactics he has learned and poured them into this book. What makes his show different is a relentless focus on actionable details. This is reflected in his questions. For example, what do these people do in the first 60 minutes of each morning? What do their workout routines look like and why? What books have they gifted most to other people? What are the biggest wastes of time for novices in the field? What supplements do they take on a daily basis? So without further ado, let's get into the book summary of Tools of Titans. More than 80% of world-class performers have some form of daily meditation practice. Healthy. Hypothermic conditioning. Calculated heat exposure can help you increase growth hormone, GH levels, and substantially improve endurance. I now take 20-minute sauna sessions post-workout or post-stretching at least four times per week, typically at roughly 160 to 170 degrees. If nothing else, it seems to dramatically decrease DOMS, Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. If the best in the world are stretching their asses off in order to get strong, why aren't you? Flexibility can be passive, whereas mobility requires you to demonstrate strength throughout the entire range of motion, including the end ranges. Generally, what all this comes down to is whether you are on the offense or defense. I think that as you survey the challenges in your lives, it's just which of these did you assign yourself, and which of these are you doing to please someone else? Your inbox is a to-do list to which anyone in the world can add an action item. I needed to get out of the inbox and back to my own to-do list. I like to promote mild to moderate ketosis for healthy and longevity, which is between 1 to 3 MMOL. If you don't have cancer and you do a therapeutic fast one to two, three times per year, you could purge any precancerous cells that may be living in your body. Exercising. Before I describe the exercise, I shall repeat my useful reframe. Don't be stupid and hurt yourself, please. Use a very soft surface in case you face plant. Number one, do a set of push-ups and end a few repetitions of short of failure. Record the number. Rest at least 30 minutes. Number three, do 40 repetitions of the following breathing exercises. Max inhale, rest chest, and let go, exhale, deep chest sharply. The let go, exhale can be thought as a short ha. If you're doing this correctly, after 20 or 30 reps, you might feel loose, mild lightheadedness, and a little bit of tingling. The tingling is often felt in the hands first. And number four, on the last breathing cycle, breathing completely, exhale completely. Then do another set of push-ups. More often than not, people will experience a sharp increase in the max number of push-ups, even though their lungs are empty. Surfing King, Larard Hamilton, and Tony Robbins all use cold exposure as a tool. It can improve immune function, increase fat loss, particularly by increasing levels of hormone adaptactin, and dramatically elevate mood. The Slow Carb Diet Cheat Sheet. Number one. Avoid white starchy carbohydrates, or those that can be white. Number two, eat the same few meals over and over again, especially for breakfast and lunch. Number three, don't drink calories. And number four, don't eat fruit. Number five, wherever possible, 
Measure your progress in body fat percentage, not total pounds. And number six, take one day off per week and go nuts. Mobility. When everything else failed, Cusack squats with a kettlebell, as shown below, roughly doubled my ankle mobility, which had a chain of positive effects. Keep your heels on the ground throughout. Keep your knees in line with your toes and keep your hips as low as possible when stretching sides. I do about five to six reps per side for two to three sets, often supersetting with walking Spider-Man warm-up. The campfire test. If you can't squat all the way down to the ground with your feet and knees together, then you are missing full hip and ankle range of motion. This is the mechanism causing your hip impingement. Plantar factitious torn Achilles pulled calf. That is a fucking problem and you should be obsessing about fixing this. Doing lightweight overhead squats with a narrow stance in combination with Cusack squats for three months is what helped me get 99% towards passing the campfire test above. My left ankle is still badly bone on bone. The five morning rituals that help me win the day. Make your bed. Meditate. Do five to ten reps of something. Prepare titanium tea. The name was a joke, but it stuck. Ingredients. Pure Ur Age Black Tea, Dragon Well Green Tea, or Other Green Tea. Morning Pages or 5-Minute Journal. More than 80% of world-class performers I've interviewed have some form of daily meditation or mindfulness practice. I may be the laziest mindful instructor in the world because I tell my students that all they need to commit to is one mindful breath a day. Just one Breathe in, breathe out mindfully, and your commitment for the day is fulfilled. Everything else is a bonus. Wealthy. It's a belief. Life is always happening for us, not to us. It's our job to find out where the benefit is. If we do, life is magnificent. Stressed is the achieved word for fear. The first three minutes. Feeling totally grateful for three things, I make sure that one of them is very, very simple. The last three minutes. Focusing on three things that I'm going to make happen, my three to thrive. See it as though it's already been done, feel the emotions, etc. Hope is not a strategy. Luck is not a factor. Fear is not an option. You realize that when you'll never be the best looking person in the room, you'll never be the smartest person in the room, you'll never be the most educated, the most well-versed, you can never compete on those levels. But what you can always compete on, the true algorithmic aspect to success is hard work. You can always work harder than the next guy. The brain inside our heads is 2 million old brain. It's ancient. Old survival software that is running you a good deal of the time. Whenever you're suffering, that survival software is there. The reason you're suffering is you're focused on yourself. People tell me, I'm not suffering that way. I'm worrying about my kids. My kids are not where they need to be. No, the reason these people are upset is they feel they have failed the kids. It's still about them. Suffering comes from their thought patterns. Loss, less, never. It turns out when I graduated from high school, I had already used up 93% of my in-person parent time. I'm now enjoying the last 5% of that time. We're in the tail end. Might be time for you and me to rethink our personal priorities. Slow down. Slow down. I think a lot of the mistakes of my youth were mistakes of ambition, not mistakes of sloth. So just slowing down, whether that's meditating, whether that's taking time for yourself away from screens, 
whether that's really focusing on who you're talking to or who you're with. Once you get these muddy, maddening, confusing thoughts, nebulous worries, jitters, or preoccupations on the page, we face our day with clearer eyes. I've come to learn that part of the business strategy is to solve the simplest, easiest, and most valuable problem. And actually, in fact, part of doing strategy is to solve the easiest problems. So part of the reason why we work on software and bits is that atoms of physical products are actually very difficult. Never go to sleep with a request to your subconscious. Thomas Edison. Moving fast. In order to move fast, I expect you'll make some footfalls. It's okay with the error rate of 10 to 20% times when I would made a different decision in a given situation. If it means you can move fast. So if you're planning to do something with your life, if you have a 10-year plan on how to get there and you should ask yourself, why can't you do this in six months? The way that I hacked the system was setting my first hired day rate gig at several thousand dollars a day pushed myself to a point that was incredibly uncomfortable and required myself to deliver at the highest level. So I charged accordingly because I had done the work, done the research, and knew what the top guys and gals were getting. I put myself in the caliber right away. I set it at $2,000 to $2,500 a day. If I've learned anything from podcasting, it's don't be afraid to do something you're not qualified to do. Success need not to be complicated. Just start with making a thousand people extremely, extremely happy. Asking the right dumb questions is often the smartest thing you can do. Time. If you spend your time focusing on the things that are wrong, and that's what you express and project to people you know, you don't become a source of growth for people. You become a source of destruction for people. On Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, Noah schedules nothing but learning. This is a great reminder that for anything important, you don't find time. It's only real if it's on the calendar. The biggest mistakes you can make is to accept the norms of your time. Not accepting norms is where you innovate, whether it's with technology, with books, with anything. So not accepting the norms is the secret to really big success and changing the world. TF, Neil and I, and many others writers use TK as a placeholder for things we need to research later. E.g., he was TK years old at the time. This is common practice, as almost no English words have TK in them, except that pesky Atkins, making it easy to use Control F when it's time to batch research or fact check. Creativity. What did you believe that others think is insane? It's essential to get lost and jam up your plans every now and then. It's a source of creativity and perspective. The danger of maps, capable assistance, and planning is that you may end up living your life as planned. If you do, your potential cannot possibly exceed your expectations. Sometimes you need to stop doing things you love in order to nurture the one that matters most. Truth is, young creative minds don't need more ideas. They need to take more responsibility with the ideas they've already got. The more we associate experience with cash value, the more we think that money is what we need to live. And the more we associate money with life, the more we convince ourselves that we're too poor to buy our freedom. Long-term travel isn't about being a college student. It's about being a student of daily life. Long-term travel isn't an act of rebellion against society. It's an act of common sense within society. 
Are you doing what you're uniquely capable of? What you feel placed here on earth to do? Can you be replaced? How often are you saying hell yeah? What percentage of your life is making versus managing? How do you feel about the split? What blessings in excess have become a curse? Where do you have too much of a good thing? For me, the goal of investing has always been simple. To allocate resources, e.g. time, money, energy, to improve the quality of life. This is a personal definition, as yours likely will be. Now, health. Making health number one 50% of the time doesn't work. It's absolutely all or nothing. If it's number one 50% of the time, you'll compromise precisely when it's most important not to. Allow me to share a real-world example, a transcript of the journal page that convinced me to write this and kickstart an extended startup vacation. Hit snooze four to five times, so up at 10.15 instead of 8.33. The anxiety is mostly related to email and startups, new pictures, new intros, etc. Do a two-week test, no to all cold intros and pictures. Why am I hesitant? For saying no to all. Pros. 100% guaranteed anxiety reduction. Feeling of freedom. Less indecision, less deliberation. Far more bandwidth for creating, for reading, for physical training, for experiments. Cons. I.e., why not? Might find the next Uber. Minus 10% chance. Who cares? Wouldn't materialize for 7 to 9 years minimum. If Uber pops, IPO, it won't matter. Not get more deals, but who cares? Dinner with five friends fixes it. One blog post from sourcing from readers fixes it. None of my best deals, Shop, Shopify, Uber, Twitter, Facebook, Alibaba, etc. came from cold intros from acquaintances. If try two weeks, how to ensure successful. I don't even see the new startup emails. No con calls, site, con call vacation. Push to email or EOD end of day review with assistant. Offer additional office hours on Friday for existing portfolio. Wise. I usually know when I'm on top of something when I'm a little bit afraid of it. I go, wow, I could mess this up. We are essentially in a dream state. And it's though this veil of thought that we go about our day and perceive our environment, but we are just talking to ourselves non-stop. And until you can break that spell and begin to notice thoughts themselves as objects of consciousness, just arising and passing away, you can't even pay attention to your breath or to anything else with any clarity. There is more freedom to be gained from practicing poverty than chasing wealth. Suffer a little regularly and you'll often cease to suffer. Happiness is wanting what you have. The most important trick to be happy is to realize that happiness is a choice that you can make and a skill that you can develop. You choose to be happy and then you work at it. It's just like building muscles. You have three options. In any situation in life, you have only three options. You always have three options. You can change it, you can accept it, or you can leave it. What is not a good option is to sit around wishing you could change it, but not changing it. Wishing you could leave it, but not leaving it. And not accepting it. It's that struggle. That aversion. That is responsibility for most of our misery. The phrase that I probably use most to myself in the head is just one word. 
accept. Desire is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. I don't think most of us realize that's what it is. I think we go about dreaming things all day long and then wondering why we're unhappy. So I like to stay aware of that because I can choose my desires very carefully. I try not to have more than one big desire in my life at any given time. And I also recognize that the axis of my suffering, I realize that that's where I've chosen to be unhappy. I think that is an important one. Be present above all else. Desire is suffering. Buddha. 99% of all effort is wasted. The key in a restaurant and the key in any kind of high pressure situation, I think, is that 75% of success is staying calm and not losing your nerve. The rest you figure out, but once you lose your calm, everything else starts falling apart fast. Josh has no social media, does no interviews, except my podcast, for which he often says to me, you fuck, and avoids nearly all meetings and phone calls. He minimizes input to maximize output. Much like Rick Rubin, Josh says, I cultivate empty space as a way of life for the creative process. Josh focuses on depth over breadth. He often uses a principle nickname, learning the macro from the micro. This means focusing on something very small in a field, whether chest, martial arts, or elsewhere, to internalize extremely powerful macro principles that apply everywhere. Lateral thinking or thermatic thinking, the ability to take a lesson from one thing and transfer it to another, is one of the most important disciplines that any of us can cultivate. Now, whenever it's a rainy day, Jack says, Look, Dada, it's such a beautiful rainy day. And we go out and we play in it. I wanted him to have this internal locus of control, to not be relevant on the external conditions being just so. Deloading. Deloading for business, in my case, consists of strategically taking my foot off the gas, or alternatively intense periods of batching similar tasks, recording podcasts, clearing the inbox, writing blog posts, handling accounts, etc. With an extended periods of, for lack of poetic description, unplugging and fucking around. Deloading blocks must be scheduled and defended more strongly than your business commitments. The former can be strengthened and inform the latter, but not vice versa. I want to build my life around flow states of sense of being in the zone. Testing the impossible. 17 questions that changed my life. Number one, what if I did the opposite for 48 hours? Number two, I spent a silly amount of money on things. How might I scratch my own itch? What would I do, have, be, if I had $10 million? What's my real TMI? Number four, what are the worst things that could happen? Could I get back there? Number five, If I only work two hours per week on my business, what would I do? Number six, if I let them make decisions up to $100, $500, And number seven, what's the least crowded channel? Number eight, imagine if I couldn't pitch my product directly. And number nine, what if I created my own real world MBA? Number 10, do I need to make it back the way I lost it? Number 11, what if I could only subtract to solve problems? Number 12, 
What might I put in place to allow me to go off the grid for eight, for four to eight weeks with no phone or no email? And number 13, am I hunting antelope or field mice? Number 14, could it be that everything is fine and complete as it is? Number 15, what would this look like if it was easy? Number 16, how can I throw money at this problem? How can I waste money to improve the quality of my life? And number 17, no hurry, no pause. Lifestyle design. I could popularize a new term and aim for pop culture. See lifestyle design. You can get 95% of the results if you want to calmly put in one foot in front of the other. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Is this an itch or is it burning? If it's just an itch, it is not sufficient. If it gets to the point of how badly you really want it, for me, I burned the boats. There was no way I was going to get a job. Failure was never an option. I had to make this work. If it's truly important, schedule it. As Paul might ask you, is that a dream or a goal? If it's on the calendar, it isn't real. When something is wrong or going bad, just look at me and say good. And I said, well, I mean, because that is how I operate. So I explained to him that when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that will come from it. You must want to be a butterfly so badly you are willing to give up being a caterpillar. I'm a list maker. It's how I keep my life in order, my world organized. What most surprised me about my calmness was that there was no list involved. I simply tested one or two Titan one-liners or tools in my head every day, and as Carl Fussman told me, the good shit sticks. The things I needed to at any given time kept coming to mind. The more I reread and pondered them, the more I saw the impact. That is it. That's a wrap. Thanks for watching episode 71, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Follow us on social, search us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Best Book Bits. Watch previous video book summaries on the channel and support us by subscribing and sharing on social media. This book summary is from the website paulminers.com and his take on the best book bits he found worth capturing. If you liked the video and want to buy the book, click the link in the video description to purchase from Amazon. Thanks for watching and hope you learned a thing or two.